Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Thought you listens to the show as an SOB. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House <laughs> Podcast, episode number 263. Damn it, Gabo. For February 6th, 2022. Hi, I'm Marty. And I'm Gabo. I mean, Christoph. And uh, <laughs> appreciate you. I do truly appreciate you folks. Uh, yes. All five of you who listen on a regular basis. Hey, we have more than five patrons. Therefore, <laughs> presumably more than Presu- five people Well, yeah, you would listen. think that, that, that they would all listen. Yes. Uh, I have a feeling some people are like, oh, it's a buck a month. We'll just let that go in perpetuity. <laughs> we'll throw these schmucks a buck. Uh, uh, well, I let you me know. tell you. I, I can tell you from running multiple Patreons. That's not true. uh but yeah hi everybody uh welcome this is uh if this is your first time listening one uh ping us at roughhouse sgw (laughs) and tell us how the hell you ended up here yeah uh but two this is a professional wrestling podcast sorry where we talk about the world of pro wrestling sport and uh chris it was an odd 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 week in pro wrestling uh people got uh, quietly let go. People uh. got loudly let go. People <laughs> got brought in and promptly were kicked out of different pro wrestling companies. Yeah. Uh, well, not to mention uh, somebody, I guess, admitting to a felony on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's true. That. Or, or knowing people who committed mm. felonies. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, it didn't strike me that she was saying, uh, to, 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 to I'll back on that one real quick. Uh, if you didn't catch it, Nia Jax on uh, Twitter uh, decided to get into it, which I'm just going to say it. If your actions on Twitter can be described as deciding to get into it, you've already made a bad choice. Uh, you just eat the L and stop. You yeah, know, it's, yeah, just, it's over. It, engaging doesn't help anyone. Don't never. touch the poop. When is it ever? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's never worked. Unless ever. you're a, a deranged fecophiliac, don't <laughs> touch the poop. True. Unless True. you're Mr. Hanky, and you have so, little Cornelius and uh, the other kids. I don't whose names I don't recall. Timmy but. and the Lords of the Underworld. No. <laughs> um. So uh, Nia Jax was on uh, Renee uh, Paquette's podcast, which. It's got a different name now, doesn't it? Isn't it going to be changing from Earl Session? Oh, really? I I, I, I hadn't listened to it in a bit. I but. feel like I heard that that they're going to be renaming it soon. But uh, Oral Sessions a, is a good name. Is, is what we'll call it for now. Um, but uh, Nia Jax, or the former Nia Jax, uh, real name Lena Finney, uh, she popped up on the pod, uh, talked about her departure from the WWE, and in that talked about how uh, she did not want to get vaccinated. Oh, come on, Fanene. You know better than that. Yeah. Well, you, you, you would think, but. And, of course, Twitter decided to run with it, as Twitters want to do. They attack. And, yes, exactly. Uh, they, they snack and they attack. Yeah. And uh, Naya decided to say, hey, look, uh, I could have bought a fake card. Know a whole bunch of athletes who did. Yeah. That's uh, not a good look. No, okay. no, it's not. So. Uh, and a banner, a banner week, by the way, for the entire Samoan family uh, on social media when it comes to sticking foot right in mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. Her cousin uh, had a little uh, little slip up as well. Wait, what's that? Uh, Joe, Joe Rogan's used the N word? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Hang on. Let me pull up the old Instagram. Time to put an apology out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, social media was a mistake, guys. I think so. So at best, you know, the the best thing I can say is Naya is aware of people committing crimes and is not talking about it. Well, she subsequently got tagged that tweet by the FBI or the FBI. He was tagged in a lot of subsequent tweets, <laughs> which I quite enjoy. So if yes. there's 
any kind of uh, you know somebody just sitting around Langley. Is that Lang- that's Langley, right? Yeah, I yeah. Think. Oh no, that's CIA. The CIA. CIA. Um, but yeah, in between them, just looking at uh, grainy screenshots of yeah. security camp footage, going, "By God, it's Jason Bourne." You know, they can have moments where they uh, they look at Twitter and be like, oh, my God. Pam I Jack- oh, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just just throw a little investigation her way. Make her, you know, put her on a list or something, at least to to monitor. <laughs> I just, you know, don't care much for her. Uh, and if she, you know, ends up being an accessory to some sort of felony and, uh, you know. Serve some time. I'm not going to cry over it. Chris, I hear she's not like most girls. Uh, you know what? I feel like I heard that, too. Is that because she doesn't fuck that dick? Probably not. Hey, let's talk about her former home. The World Wrestling Federation. <sighs> well, let's play this for probably the last time. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Uh, Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Shane McMahon, what a glorious fireball you chose to go down in, my friends. Uh, word came out uh, this past week that, well, the absolutely dog shit 2022 Men's Royal Rumble pretty much solely was being blamed upon the shoulders of, I didn't even know he was producing, but the man who produced it, Shane McMahon. Which well, is just weird. It it is, and I feel like he may be, and there was m- most likely some other things going on behind the scenes here, yeah. and this was a catalyst or a reason scapegoat him and and you know kick him kick him to the curb. Yes. Um, there's no way he was the only person putting that together. So there yeah, were a yeah. lot of other people who are to blame for that shit show of a rumble, which we discussed at great length in last week's episode. Uh, yeah. If you haven't listened to that, but, but yeah, uh, apparently he's taking the fall, the pinfall uh, for it. And uh, was a uh, not wished well in his future endeavors that, <laughs> that I saw. Yeah. So the, the entire plan of Shane popping up at the rumble was that this was to build to appearances on the road to WrestleMania, up to and including a WrestleMania angle. Uh, he was going to be a part of the Elimination Chamber match that the Raw side of uh, of, of the men's roster is doing. Um, that is going to be for the, uh, the the Raw title currently held by Bobby Lashley. Hey, uh, Bobby! Hey. Uh, Shane was going to be in that match, and it was supposed to build to an angle with Seth Rollins. And we'd be getting Shane versus Seth at WrestleMania 38 in Texas. A waste of Seth Rollins, but okay. Yes. Don't worry about that now. And uh, piecing together the different stories because, you know, some details came out earlier. Some details come out later. Some details even came out uh, yesterday uh, about what happened. But it sounds like there was a a mixture of things. One, uh, Shane had a whole bunch of ideas about how he should be booked in the Rumble. (laughs) Of course he did. Up to and including being entrant number one. And being in the final group. Oh, my God. Who the fuck wants to see that? He wanted to have Seth in the Rumble uh, so they could build to their angle. They eliminate each other, what have you. Uh, But there was a a call either by other members of creative or Vince himself. I guess at the end of the day, Vince makes the final call. So you can say it's Vince's fault. But he (sighs) wanted to have um, uh, Seth sell the chair shots from Roman and not be in the Rumble. So that changed things. I mean, that's actually a logical sort of uh, idea there. Brock Lesnar has a significant level of uh, creative control Mm -hmm. in his contract. He can sort of he doesn't have like a Hogan level of no, I'm not jobbing, brother. But, you know, he he can have moments where he can, you know, say what he wants to do. And apparently he was not super thrilled about the idea of putting over or uh, selling for Shane. So the intentionality after that was, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll put Brock in the Rumble later uh, because he was fine with Drew being the last guy because Drew is one of the few guys that Brock feels comfortable putting over. Okay. Uh, There was some uh, flack towards Shane because they were additional flack towards Shane, I guess I should say, uh, because they were anticipating uh, giving all the details to Bad Bunny and Bad Bunny's management 
for the Rumble, and Bad Bunny's placement in the Rumble kept changing while they kept rebooking the Rumble. Ah, yeah. So that made WWE look bad to an outside uh, sure, yeah, uh, star, outside vendor, however you want to look at it. Uh, and then the bit that came out uh, yesterday was someone fucked up the cues, and when Shane came out, that's when Randy Orton came out. Or, sorry, uh, when Shane came out, that's when Randy Orton was supposed to come out. Uh-huh. And uh, the exact quote was, apparently Randy was standing in Gorilla with Shane, and he turned to Shane and he said, I'm sure as fuck not coming out to Here Comes the Money. <laughs> so, uh, that's how that happened. Uh, oh, Randall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, just an absolute abject horror of a mess and yeah Shane, well not to mention uh, the whole shit show of his awful punches that we had to see in the true, rumble match itself true, true. uh but uh all, all of that got wiped out uh there will be no shane mcmahon at elimination chamber uh there will be no wrestlemania match between shane and seth look i'm not counting uh, that out at this point all uh, right it, the, apparently he's been sent home and there's no intent for them to work with him anytime soon Sure. Yeah. They say that today on the 6th of February, but come March the 3rd when, you know, they still have only three matches for WrestleMania booked. They're going to, you know, scramble and and, and come back. Look, I know I'm a broken fucking record here and I know that you still haven't done it. The WWE. Oh, it's succession. Succession. (laughs) Shane McMahon is Kendall Roy, the eternal fuck up (laughs) who keeps getting millions of different chances uh, to to do the right thing or to to, to save face or whatever and fucks it up every single time. Um, So that is that's where we are. Uh, You know, I hate to compare the the glorious majesty of a Brian Cox to a Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But, you know, in this situation, it works. Well, you'll be happy to know that right now, uh, here's what we're looking at for the road oh. to WrestleMania. I thought you were going to say you're like three episodes in. No, not yet. Not <laughs> you yet. motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't lead me on like that. Uh, so the Saudi Arabia show, the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be headlined by the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. Like we were just saying, Bobby Lashley hey. is going to be defending against five contenders. Chris, would you like to guess who is in the match? Okay, let's see. Uh, all raw side. All raw side. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Sorry, he's on SmackDown. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins. There we go. Okay. Uh, Kevin Owens. Sorry, no Kevin Owens. Is he on SmackDown or just not in the match? He's just not in the match. Okay, all right. Uh, Big E, is he on uh, Raw still? No? He's been moved over to SmackDown, and according to the Observer this week, he's just going to go back to the New Day. Oh, so, so no more singles, you know, uh, anything? Yeah, watch it play out, gang. Just wait and watch it play out. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, who is on Raw? Well, Randy is in a tag team, so probably not Randy. Yeah, okay. no Randy, because Randy's hurt. Randy was supposed to be in this match. But he's being replaced. Okay. All right. Um, fuck. I don't even know who's on uh, Cesaro. I don't know. Smackdown. Sorry, buddy. Smackdown. Okay. All right. Let's see. This is really, uh, really showing my my current knowledge of the product here. Uh, so, Bobbert Lasciarelli, Seth Rollins. Uh, I, I literally can't think of people. Okay. So. so, Bobby Lashley is defending against Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. The Miz? Edge? Nope. Fuck. Okay. I'm out. Seth Rollins. Riddle. Who was. Because Randy's injured. Because Randy's injured, they're putting Riddle in instead. Austin Theory, who is replacing Shane McMahon. Wow. Wow. Okay. AJ Styles. Okay. And you're going to love this. Brock Lesnar. Uh, What? (laughs) Brock Lesnar is entering the Elimination Chamber because. The current plan for WrestleMania oh, no. is going to be Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, title for title. Uh, so, Big Bobby Lasciarelli, Roberto, mm-hmm. wins at a Rumble, loses at Elimination Chamber, no WrestleMania moment for him. Yes, we, we, <laughs> wins it at Rumble due to interference. Right. Dropping it in Jedha, and then, uh, I don't know, they'll probably put him against uh, 
AJ Styles, maybe? I, I'm, I'm just looking to maybe it'll be Bobby versus Riddle. I, I, who the fuck knows at this point? The most sure bet for Elimination Chamber is Brock being the last pot open, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, like that dude is getting sure paid bet. the most for the least. Yes, yes. And yes. Austin Theory is definitely starting it off, probably with Matt Riddle. Wow. Austin fucking, th- how, man, how has that guy persisted? Vince likes him, which makes the whole booking of him stranger, but Vince really likes him. <sighs> okay. I mean, yeah. he's kind of a noted sex pest, isn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. With Grooming some underages. Uh, was, was that his bit? A 16-year-old. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Way to go, Austin. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. This is not the way. I mean, if the uh, rumors of, uh, you know, some backroom dealings and uh, things that happened in the 80s and 90s with McMahon is to be believed, this is kind of on brand. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah. you know. You know. You know, the one who's the old creepy uncle guy or whatever that was on oh, investigation God, I, I, or whatever. Uh, Terry Garvin, uh, yeah. I believe, was one of them. Which also... Uh, uh, not a major spoiler, but also is kind of a storyline in succession. See, there we go. There we go. The, the, <laughs> it's life the parallels art imitating life. Uh, other fun stuff coming up at Elimination Chamber. Would you like to guess who Becky Lynch will be defending the Raw Women's Championship against at Elimination Chamber? So, at Elimination Chamber. Yes, okay, not Raw, at Mania, but at Elimination Chamber. Raw Women's title. So it shouldn't be Bianca because they're likely saving that for WrestleMania, right? Exactly. And also, I don't know how the Saudis would feel about a African-American <laughs> contender being put in a prominent spot. Okay, so white girl in the Raw Women's Division. Uh, so she just beat Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. So probably not a rematch. Nope. So Liv Morgan recently had one. Uh-huh. So is she getting a rematch? Nope. All right. Is it Carmella? Nope. Uh, all right. Where are all the white women at? Um, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Natty. Legend. Legend? Beth Phoenix. No. An, an actual legend or somebody they call a legend? Some, uh, uh, somewhere in between, I would say. Because it doesn't feel like she's been gone long enough to be counted as a legend. Oh, I legend. think I heard about it. Is it Lita? It's Lita. Uh, yep. She's going to do her dog shit moonsault in Saudi Arabia. I don't know if I'd trust the local medical facilities in Jeddah. Oh, but, no. Uh, oh, you know, no. Make oh, sure no. you, you work on that rotation there, uh, Amy. Yes. Uh, also planned for the Elimination Chamber, Roman Reigns will be defending the SmackDown Championship against Bill Goldberg, who randomly popped up on SmackDown this week because, <laughs> god damn it, we can't have anything good. Big Willie style. Big, 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 big Bill Goldberg loves yes. his Saudi paydays. Yes, Fucking loves does. them. Um, and in terms of WrestleMania, uh, of course, mentioned the double title match that is intended between yeah. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Can't wait. Uh, you'll be happy to know that Royal Rumble women's winner. Uh, Who was Ronda, that? I even forgot. Ronda oh, yeah, Rousey. That's right. That's right. Ronda Rousey called her shot. And uh, first on Wednesday, cut a heel promo. And here we go again. Turns out that Ronda doesn't like when the crowd doesn't like her. Uh-huh. It was very noticeable that her getting booed was like rattling to the core. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that the clip where they added the terribly timed crowd cheer or yes. whatever? Yes. And Hysterical. she kept calling Becky Lynch Rebecca because she's shooting, brother. Okay. Um, I mean, she Becky called her Ronnie most of the build up to the that's, title I, of 36. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh but uh Rhonda uh Said on Raw, she will make her decision on SmackDown, wink, wink, uh-huh. which, of course, told you that as she did, uh, she said she will be facing Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 38. Um, and, Chris, you'll be happy to know. Will that I? D- <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> WWE has their two big main events already plotted out for WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. L.A. So yes. they're going to try and get The Rock involved, right? Yes, they are. Okay. Uh, and then are they going to try and pull Cena back in as well? Uh, not listed. Not okay. listed. Good. Uh, John th- Cena, you do not need them. <laughs> no, pal. no, you do not. <laughs> Buddy, you are, you are, he's on the road to, to rock stardom at this point. Exactly. Uh, he, <laughs> you know what? Because of the fact that John Cena is willing to, you know, actually look vulnerable in his movies, 
and yeah. his projects, John Cena may lap the rock at a point. He's yeah, he's kind of like the the midway point between a Batista and a rock, at the, I think, because, yeah. you know, Big Dave kind of doing some more dramatic and maybe an mm-hmm. introspective role. It's like, you know, his one only one scene, but a great scene in, in Blade Runner 2049. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. Um, meanwhile, The Rock is just making green screen, you know, schlock that yeah, people flock yeah. he's, to. He's already assigned to do two more red notice eye. So. <laughs> notice eye. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a plural. Can we get Jodasai to do a... <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> to do a song uh, But yeah, the plans for WrestleMania 39 are Ronda versus Becky, as we talked about a bit last week, <laughs> and Rock versus Roman. So... I mean, there they've been go. trying to do Rock versus Roman for fucking years at this point, right? Yes. And Rock's just – Dwayne's just like, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wasn't it last year that they tried they, – they did this whole show about the 20th uh, anniversary of The Rock's 25th debut. 25th anniversary 25th of The Rock's anniversary. debut. Yep. And they, he ghosted them. <laughs> he ghosted yet, them. And they yet, had yeah. them fucking talking about – Somebody stole my act. <laughs> The so fucking oh, that's eggs, eggs started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But then also, uh, Rock turned them down, but then sent in a video for the Impact Hall of Fame yep. or something like that. It, well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't concurrent, but he did send a video for the um, the the Impact that's Hall concurrent. of Fame for Ken Shamrock. Yeah, but wow. could not be arsed to show up to Survivor Series. Where he was uh, being honored. He was too busy, uh, you know, the Twitter fighting with Vin Diesel or something, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's it's so weird. It is just so, so strange and so weird. Um, yeah. Speaking of weird, not normally a term I throw out here but for this company, but hey, let's go for it. So New Japan had to cancel, like, all of their January shows. Uh, two weeks ago, COVID uh, due to COVID. I and thought they were like talking about reopening this the the country. Is that oh not... oh they had too many roster members that had COVID. Uh, yes, <laughs> and uh, they uh, they're supposed to be running back shows this Sunday and Monday, so today and tomorrow. Uh, and four talents got pulled off the shows. Uh, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, Taji Ishimori, and Jado have been pulled off uh, because either they had fevers or had close contact with someone who had a fever. So, Are they out of cowbell? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I wish someone did. Maybe the newly re-signed Chase Owens can do a uh, Stan Hansen gimmick. Man, what do they see in Chase Owens to offer him a new fucking contract? I don't fucking know. But uh, they also apparently see something. Doughy white boy body. <laughs> they also apparently see something in the Chicagoland area as uh, they announced that they will be returning to Chicago. Or actually, I think it's their debut in Chicago. Oh. Um, on April 16th at the Odium, which is an old ECW arena, okay. uh, for a show called Windy City Riot. And uh, it sounds like they're loading it up a little bit more compared to the standard New Japan US, New Japan Strong tapings. Okay. Um, announced so far for the show, Will Ospreay, Tomohiro Ishii, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, Yuji Nagata, David Finley, Juice Robinson, Tom Lawler, Jonah, Fred Rosser, Brody King, and AEW's John Moxley. Yeah, okay. All right. That's yeah. all. I mean, it makes sense to have, uh, you know, some of those guys, uh, you know, your Brodies and your Moxleys, even though they're signed Elsewhere. to AEW. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're they're trying to, to make U.S. events a thing again. I don't know if they're going to send anybody else over. Um, I mean, there's, there's some talk about some forbidden door stuff going on in AEW, but I don't think that's, no, that's New Japan. I'm not holding my breath that's on that. Insane. Uh, we'll, can, we'll we'll get into that. Of course. Can you can you imagine? <clears throat> can you imagine Tomohiro Ishii on like a you know eight to ten hour Trans Pacific flight, and just the <laughs> level of discomfort he's in? Like just uh, I'm being... imagining all the snap, crackle, and pop noises that yes. come up when he stands up for the first time after the flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except in his neck because he has none. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah just know. shoulders and knees. He's full on Keaton Batman at this point. He has to... <laughs> He has to turn around <laughs> using his entire body because there's no. <laughs> uh, but like you know, he, he's he's a he's a big he's a bigger boy, 
and yeah. you know those those flights the the seats aren't aren't large so he's probably like just all scrunched up together looking miserable what do you think Tomohiro Ishii listens to um on his earbuds on a Trans-Pacific flight to the states is it is it not obvious <laughs> Sade <laughs> yeah smooth operator Ishii. yeah yeah. Th- yeah that was that was his first pitch before stone pitbull he wanted to be the smooth <laughs> operator <laughs> which that song once it kicks in a minute and a half into the intro uh, <laughs> is a certified banger <laughs> yeah you think you think he's a true crime guy like you know <laughs> yeah, do you have i guess he, japanese true crime podcast that would be no no he's just, yeah. that's how he's learning english he listens to my favorite murder and <laughs> He's a big, He's a big last podcast on the left guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll tweet him. Maybe he'll listen to an episode and, you know, trek to Baltimore and murder us. <laughs> hey, it'd be a great way to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, and That's uh, a fun – I like that hypothetical <laughs> a lot. What, what do you think people listen to what on What do you flights? think people listen to on long flights? I feel like that, that's that's got some legs there. You know, yeah. like I, I feel like Ishii. You know, it, maybe if he goes through the entire Sade uh, discography, maybe you know, ocean sounds. Uh, you know, <laughs> whales, humpback whales. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. something like that kind of soothes him, uh, perhaps. You know, who I think is uh, unsurprisingly, especially when you see like photos of how he acts in real life, is a big ska guy. Minoru Suzuki. No, no, Kazuchiko Okada. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, when Scott he was pay diem kazu Scott pay diem. <laughs> yeah. when 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 little kazu was doing the uh the balloon okada gimmick they had to fight really hard to get him to not wear checkerboard pants <laughs> <laughs> scott is life uh. <laughs> it is it is it is wow yeah. i love the constant punching bag of ska music and comedies <laughs> The Brooklyn Nine Nine to the after party and everything in between. It is uh, it is ripe good. for the picking, I will say. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I would like to imagine Kazuchika Okada, you know, just you know settling in for a long flight and just throwing on some real big fish and just like <laughs> just vibing slowly, uh, maybe doing some air trombone or <laughs> an air trumpet. <laughs> Because, yes. you know, the key mark portion of any good ska band is the brass section, let's oh, be honest. Oh, 1,000%. It cannot be ska sans yeah. brass, correct? Yeah. That's, and, that's and, my and as definition. Much as, as much as one wants to make fun of ska, because it, it's very easy to. Uh, Chris, have you ever seen, like, a Real Big Fish live? Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Real it's, Big Fish and Less Than Jake played at Ramstead. It was one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. It was great. Really? My only problem with the one... Uh, so I saw them... Oh, God easily 15 years ago at this point uh, mm, at yeah. the wrecker mm-hmm. and um they were incredible but that is a band who it's like their set is hmm let's play every song we've ever recorded yeah yeah well the songs are just like no effects like they can right. <laughs> their set list is like 60 songs long <laughs> yeah yeah but you're just like at a point you just go you know what i i, I think i've had enough oh we're we're getting a second we're, encore yeah, shit more scott more scott okay Okay. We're going to OD on Scott today. (laughs) And then, you know, I feel like you can't uh, argue that you aren't getting it like because also the nature of Scott and how it's played, like you're getting a fucking show. Like it's it's not it's not just like sad boys playing guitars like many. bands. not only are you getting a show, but if you're doing it right and skanking in the pit, you're getting a workout. Oh, yeah. Because skank is not an easy uh, an easy uh, maneuver to pull off for a 90 minute set. Not at all. Two openers. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost in depth, almost definitely playing the exact same like. Same type of music. Yeah, yeah. It it, it becomes a, a bit ridiculous, but again. he sees them as his scholars from home. So <laughs> happy scholars! <laughs> Don't you dare! So weird week in AEW this week. Yeah. On Tuesday, word came out that Brian Kendrick finally was granted his WWE release. I didn't know he had been asking for it, but okay. Uh, apparently, he'd been asking for it since the end of last year. Okay, uh, and he was, he was asking for it by the way he was dressed, or by just by asking for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, and then uh, it came out later on Tuesday as uh, AEW was announcing matches for its Chicago show Dynamite this week mm-hmm. that Brian Kendrick would be making his AEW debut 
mm-hmm. against John Moxley live on TBS. Yeah. Which unexpected. Now, if you know about Kendrick's history, you know, uh, whether as a, a PC coach or uh, a former Ring of Honor star, and also the fact that he came up with Brian Danielson, like it started to make a little bit more sense, but still kind of a surprise. Yeah. And I guess some folks were just like, eh, you know what? I think it's time to talk about some old problems of Brian Kendrick. Now, yeah, the big Nazi sized elephant in the room. Yeah, I'll admit that I knew about Brian Kendrick's mm, quirky interests. That's how I'm going to put it. Well, I always kind of, and I had heard about some things as well, but I always put yeah. them in like the the harmless, like Bo Dallas, like the moon landing was fake or something stupid that's exactly. kind of not exactly. harmful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Turns uh, out that, year, that wasn't the case. A few years ago, uh, when uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick were released from WWE, they did a shoot for high spots called Kendrick and London's Excellent Adventures. And it okay. was basically just like, them shit talking WWE and, and all that fun stuff. But there was a significant portion where it's like, oh, you know, the the moon's hollow and it's filled with reptile people and the sun's actually cold. And, you know, that level of galaxy brained ridiculousness. Was was London going along with this? Or was he kind oh, of sitting yeah. there I mean, like they they were they were very high for the oh. uh the 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 shoot but yeah uh, kind of kind of disappointing on paul london's well, part as well again this shoot the 2011 shoot was filled with shall we put it fun conspiracy yeah. theories look I'll, I'll i will admit to it in the public forum i find like ufo and area 51 level shit really entertaining well aliens are real so i mean that's not really a <laughs> but like you know you, you if i'm watching tv and it's like uh you know uh found ufo footage or sure. you know roswell information whatever like i will go down that rabbit hole i'll have a good time with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i also feel like people who start there go deeper oh yeah and go worse and then yeah craft a bigger tinfoil hat yeah, and that's what happened in the case of Brian Kendrick. As it turns out, he did a, a shoot for High Spots in 2013 called The Kendrick Theory, which questioned the severity of the Holocaust, stated that Nazi gas chambers were for delousing rather than mass murder, that the Sandy Hook school shooting was a oh. hoax, oh, no, that no. Jewish people were reptilian, and... They were part of a global conspiracy connected to an earthquake in Haiti. Thanks, David Bixenspan, for pulling all this up. Oh yeah. boy! Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's 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 rough. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot there. That's a lot of uh, horrible things said yes. about horrible events that definitely yes. fucking happened. Yes. Uh, yes. It's it's so... just. I'm not. I'm not surprised that people think these things. You know what? I, I think there's a difference between thinking things and believing things. Well, I think dumb <laughs> shit up all the time. Sure. sure. I mean, did you listen to our five minute fucking <laughs> tangent on ska music? We're yeah. stupid. Yeah, I think dumb <laughs> shit all the time. However, I either A, don't believe it or B, I don't share it with other people. That's 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 the bit. That's yeah. the bit. You know, uh, do you th you think he's like, oh, I have some sort of notoriety, so I'm going to use it to to expose these awful yeah. uh, things that have happened or haven't happened. You know, it's just fuck off. You know, keep yeah. that shit to yourself. Think what you want. Yeah. All right. Think what you want in your own home. So cover your house in tinfoil. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. Uh, you know, keep it to yourself uh, and to the point where it's affected uh, employment opportunities for him. So which is where we landed at here. So he got pulled off the show on Wednesday. Toad and Con tweeted at 630 yeah. on Wednesday night, a brisk hour and a half before the show that Kendrick would be removed. They're going to come together with a uh, replacement match. Um, it's come out subsequently that Kendrick, while perhaps not being hired full time as a pro wrestler, was definitely being eyed for a coaching spot because yeah. of his experience, because he did work for the PC and so on. And honestly, he probably would have been pretty good in it if it weren't for the fact that he spouted off all this dumb bullshit. 
Yeah, but there are a number of different people who are out there who could fill that role just as well. Absolutely. Chris Hero. Why isn't Chris Hero hired? For the love of fuck, hire Chris Hero. He's right, right fucking there. And as far as I know, please, God, don't let me be wrong in a public forum like this. But as far as I know, he is infinitely less problematic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Kendrick, isn't he with uh, Rachel Ellering? He is. Yes. That's an interesting match up there. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. They, I'd watch that. Yeah, they're they're a cute couple, I think. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick uh, subsequently tweeted on Twitter, uh, I apologize for all the hurt and embarrassment I've caused with my words. These are not my beliefs and never were beliefs of mine, and I crossed the line. I spread the most vile comments without thinking of the damage it would cause. I will live with this regret for the rest of my life. I'm truly sorry for the pain I have caused. So... Yeah. 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 I I don't know about that, but uh hey, the dynamite show that happened was pretty fucking good. And it kicked yeah. off with that replacement match. It was John Moxley <clears throat> versus Wheeler Yuta. And Utes. Uh, very happy to see the Utes get a uh, a prime opportunity here and well, not only do we see the Utes, but Utes was accompanied by two uh fellow BFFs. Yes. Uh one being uh freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy yes. and the other being the very nice very evil Danhausen. Mhm. So uh I the 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 dynamic I've seen people describe online for this and I, I like it is uh you know Orange Sid, uh, Orange Cassidy is the Orange Cassidy of the best friends. Yeah. But Dan Housen is the Arch Cassidy of Arch Cassidy. He is the <laughs> weird guy that hangs out with Arch Cassidy. He may not necessarily be a best friend, but he is Arch Cassidy's best friend. <laughs> Which I just love. Yeah. Because it's so and you know, it's just because OC is just like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, hang out, man. Whatever. Yeah. Um yeah. Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley were definitely put in an awkward position to have to come up with this match last minute. Uh, I thought this was very good, and I thought Yuta looked great here. Definitely. Um, There was a fun little bit where Dan Housen distracted Moxley by cursing him. Uh While Mox looked at him like, what the blue fuck are you doing? Uh, And Yuta did an awesome dive to the outside to take advantage of it. Uh, Unsurprisingly, John Moxley ends up winning, but I think Yuta really raised his stock here. By having uh, as competitive of a match as he did, so he's got a really nice drop kick. He he really does. He's got a, a lot of great things going for him, yeah. and appropriately so. That came up right after the match, as uh, Brian Danielson came out to the ring and decided to uh, cut a promo right in front of John Moxley. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that this was the promo that launched a thousand podcasts because <laughs> this is everything every internet wrestling fan probably would ever want and i swear to god if they don't go to the fireworks factory here i'm gonna be very 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 disappointed agreed agreed it was not the promo uh we expected but the promo we need right now yes so (laughs) danielson asked the crowd if they wanted to see him and mox fight the crowd cheered and danielson said you know what for a long time i wanted to see us fight too he's watching moxley when his world champion he was the best and he said once he realized that uh, when Moxley lost the belt, they shouldn't be fighting. They should be together. They should be fighting all the other champions in AEW. There's no reason why a millennial cowboy should be world champion. There's no reason why somebody dressed as a dinosaur should be AEW tag champion. <laughs> There's no reason, and I love that he gets so incensed about this. Yeah. There's no reason why somebody whose main contribution to society has been a vlog should be TNT champion. We can run this place. I mean, there's no lie in anything. Well, I mean, I, I would argue that there should be a millennial cowboy as champion, yes. but uh, you know, and, he makes and you are a Luchasaurus guy points. too. So. I am. No, no, no. I yeah. look. I, he makes good points. Yes. Uh, it just so happens that the champions are people I enjoy. Yes. Yes. Very <laughs> so true. It's at the it, much, much like um, what happens in the main event. You know, my the fan side of me was uh, a little uh, taken aback, but the logic, you know, wrestling uh, booker, promoter, fantasy guy in my head was like, okay, yeah, yeah no, this yeah. is where we need to be. And then uh, uh, Danielson threw out, hey, look, we should be together. More than that, why is a guy like Wheeler Yuta hanging out with a bunch of buffoons? 
Why is Daniel Garcia stuck with 2.0? Why is Lee Moriarty wasting his time with a guy who does flips like yeah. Matt Seidel? Why don't we take them <laughs> under our wing? Why don't we run roughshod with that crew? And I'm like, I'm, I had no blood left in my head at that point. I was, <laughs> I was just, I could have cut diamond at that point. That's where I was. And uh great line stand up without embarrassing yourself. Yes. Uh, great line. Uh, Danielson said, even if they don't like me, they like what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Danielson said, Hey, just think about the, uh, the greatness we can create and the legacy you want to leave and left it there for Moxley to decide. Love Please, for the love of God, make this happen. Please. And I don't want a long promo from Mox explaining why I'm just like, all right, motherfucker. Like, yes. let's go. <laughs> we got a video package for CM Punk versus MJF, which was the main event of the evening. And then we had uh, probably the most controversial segment of the week, as it was Brandy Rhodes and Dan Lambert having a promo off again. <sighs> this this reeked of the bad. This reeked of the parts of 1990s ECW that does not age well. That's what this yeah. felt like to me. It, it, it was it was shooty. It was Jerry Springer esque. It was yeah. I know you hate your shooty shooty adjacent promos. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I and and for me, there's a line. You know, uh, in the case of like the the Danielson Mox promo, you could argue there's some shooty bits in there about like the young guys, so they want to you know build up and so on. Right. But, but at the same time, like that builds something. Right. This was shooty to just tear down things that I don't think anyone's ever going to get comeuppance for. Yeah. and I, it... Even with them hinting at Josh Alexander, which got me very excited. Sure. But didn't he just re-sign with Impact? Apparently not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I mean, that, that and that line was fine, but I, it's just... And Brandy versus Paige Van Zant just does... Absolutely. I like the idea of Paige Van Sant doing something in AEW. Me too. But with Brandy, yeah, not so much. You not know. so much. Uh, I will say, however, Dan Lambert got a legit guffaw out of me when he said uh, the line about uh, when he inevitably goes down in a fireball of cancel culture. I thought that was a 10 out of 10 line. It's a good line. It's a good line. I hate that phrase, but I yeah, no, know, no, no, no. I mean, cancel culture doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's not a real thing. No. Um, people, but are, it's very on brand for him. Yes, but I, 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 <laughs> I mean, even some people in the crowd laughed at it too. Of just like that was yeah. that was weirdly perfect. Fine uh, and good delivery. Yeah, yeah. That was. Um, but I, I don't need Dan Lambert talking about boltons and calling Brandy a hoe. Like I don't need that. Yeah, Brandy from the block. Like, oh man, come on. That's not. That's not where we need to be in 2022. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I, I feel like all of this is more just for Roads to the Top season two fodder than anything else. Which reminds me, Road to the Top season one is now available on HBO Max. Cool. <laughs> Where's my dynamite on HBO Max? Come on, Tony. I, I, I've heard that Tony uh, has told some people that they've been lowballing him for it. So Really? Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I guess it makes sense you'd get extra extra money for that. I mean, yeah. but at the same time, you know, it's a Turner, you know, like it's aired on Tur Turner stuff, which is owned by WB, which is owned by HBO or all these, you know, it's in the same umbrella, man. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I don't know how it works. I, I'm not smart, Chris. I, I play, <laughs> I play a smart guy on TV, but I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> but do you play Wordle? Uh, no, no, I refuse no? to get you haven't, you that. haven't, I have me either. I haven't gone down that, yeah. Aisle, yeah. that rabbit hole. <laughs> now that New York times is buying it. Like Definitely good luck, not. everybody. Definitely good luck. Not. Have fun with that. Yeah. Uh, the Go for that guy for getting paid, though. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. Game respect game. Especially because it's like he literally built this as a one-off game for his girlfriend and then yeah. the internet ran with it. Like, Yeah, no. Hey, it's pretty awesome. Make that money, man. I'd have sold, I'd have sold in a heartbeat. I'm a fucking sellout. Whatever, man. You offer yeah. me a check, I'm fucking there. Uh, also, it's pretty funny that because of the way he built it, people are downloading. Like, you can just download it from within your browser, the game. Yeah. And uh, you're set for the next 2,000 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, anyway, uh, the uh, Andrade Hardy family office were backstage. 
Uh, Hardy was uh, disappointed in Private Party last week, losing to Jun- uh, Jurassic Express. I keep mm-hmm. wanting to call them Jungle Express, and that's not their name. Yeah, I think I almost said that earlier as well. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, uh, he said, you know what? We got a TNT title sh- uh, shot available to us. Isaiah Casty, you weren't the one who was pinned. You get the shot. It's fair. Weird choice. Yeah. Uh, then Andrade pops up and asks why they haven't brought Darby Allen into the fold. Um, or was asked about that. He didn't have a great answer. But you know what? Hardy's going to hype up uh, Cassidy, and we'll see him on Rampage. And we did. We'll talk about that in a few we moments. Did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the moment that was basically just designed for, well, your two handsome co-hosts here. Uh, <laughs> it was the Kings of the Black Throne against Death Triangle. My God. Or as it was called in the lower third, Knights of the Black Throne, which kind of is a cool name, but that's not who they are. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, you know, it sounds okay. I, I I think, you know, knights is just I don't know. It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fit. It sounds good. It rolls off the tongue, but I don't think it fits them at all. Yeah, uh, this match ruled, and it was one of those matches where you could tell they left a lot of gas in the tank. Oh sure. If I had a complaint, and it's a minor one, I feel like Pac took off the blindfold a little too early. Yeah, and you know maybe should have had some kind of contacts in or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. some kind of physical deformant. Or uh, cool paint like yeah, Malachi like Alistair or, or Malachi, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, um, what I do need to say is something I've said ad nauseum uh, since the first time I ever saw this guy. Penta is the coolest motherfucking dude. Like he, <laughs> he just like I I am so just drawn to the screen whenever he's on there. Like his the mannerisms, the way the the way he fucking moves, the music's fucking the Death Triangle theme fucking rocks hard. Yeah. Um I just I I I adore Penta. Like he's just He's just a fucking superstar, and I hope everybody sees that. And I'm going to keep talking about it yeah. uh, forever. Yeah, he he's he absolutely rules. I mean, this was four people we adore here. Yeah, at the rough no, house. this was this was the uh, the roughhouse special right here. Yeah, uh, and I got to say, I worked myself into a bit of a shoot during the match because I noticed that uh, uh, Malachi and Brody King's gear was black with red accents, and Penta's out there, and he's wearing his uh. gear, and Pac was wearing black gear with red accents which i don't ah. recall him ever wearing before okay so i'm sitting there i'm like oh shit oh shit and nothing happened <laughs> uh, yes because this feud must continue yes uh they were going to do the fear factor uh, or the death triangle duo was going to do the fear factor stomp combo Brody king pushes Pac off the top uh malachi black hits the mist in the eyes of penta and then the dante's inferno which is such a dope finisher yeah gets hit as the king's reign supreme yeah good stuff good stuff adam cole backstage talking about how he's still undefeated because the oc match doesn't count he doesn't get the respect he deserves so uh he's gonna head to rampage and beat the shit out of evil uno okay sounds good nyla rose versus ruby soho kind of a weird match i liked the aggression they brought but they did not they did not gel here, in my humble opinion. It felt like it went long. Yeah, yeah it was okay. It wasn't like, you know, a, a banger for the ages, by any means. Uh, now the Rose ended up winning with a uh, Centon Bomb followed by the Beast Bomb. So, mm-hmm. uh, big win for Nyla here. Yeah, and Vicky being her at her most annoying on the outside. <laughs> so, cheers to that. Then uh, the Gun Club was backstage. Quirky I'm sorry, Gun- who? Uh, uh, sorry, the Ass Boys. There you go. There they are. Uh, sons of William Ass. Uh-huh. The Ass Boys. They cornered yep. Jungle Boy backstage. Uh, Jungle Boy tried to fight him off, but they started to fight outside in the snow. And uh, for some reason, lo- everyone is shirtless in super cold blizzard-esque temps in Chicago. So uh, yeah. here's to you guys, pro wrestlers. They're the Ass Boys. They don't get, uh, they don't get phased by the yeah. cold. And it's not swearing. It's their last name. Yes. Hangman Page came out for a promo and uh, was talking about the Texas death match with Lance Archer, but said, you know what? Fuck it. I want to fight Lance Archer now. And uh, here comes Dan Lambert and Jake Roberts, and they both cut promos, including Jake just rambling into a microphone where I didn't understand a single fucking word. Yeah, but I did like that Page was kind of talking over Lambert, but as soon as Jake started talking, he kind of shut up and listened. Uh, 
And also, I don't love that Archer has two mouthpieces. I don't, I don't get the Lambert bit with him. Yeah, it, it's weird. I, I, I don't understand it myself, but uh, they proceeded to build very well to the Texas Death Match by having Paige get absolutely murked by Lance Archer. Uh, yes, including getting hit with the chair, choke slam onto the steps, steps uh, hor- laid horizontally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like and then that. a blackout through the timekeeper's table, where we got to see the adorable goth timekeeper. What up? And uh, <laughs> yeah, Archer yelling in the microphone about how he's going to be the next AEW World Champion. So we'll see that I next like week fire. in Atlantic City. Yeah, Texas Death Match in Atlantic City makes yep. perfect sense. Chris Jericho rambled on about uh, Santana and Ortiz disrespecting him, and he wants an inner circle team meeting next week. Just blow I it up, man. Don't Just give a shit. Why do his segments need names? Because <laughs> he needs another t shirt that nobody's going to buy. It's uh, just, you know, he's, so he's an idea guy. And then for the last 40 minutes of the show, yeah. it was just MJF versus CM Punk. I loved this match. I don't know if this could be like a match of the year match for me, but I had a great fucking time watching it. This was like every single like Southern wrestling shortcut, the match. Yeah. And it was, it was more about the storytelling than it was the action. The, and yeah. there were some, some great, you know, moves and clever moves and clever, you know, the workarounds and all that sort of stuff. Sure. But you know, this this it, it, in if it is on like you know a short list for matches of the year, it's not because of the work rate. It's because of you know how they did it and the story that was told and the selling. Man, yeah, Punk sold his fucking ass off in this match. He really did, and he worked his ass off. Who would have thought he he'd be working forty minutes on TV when he signed you know right? to AEW? Uh, yeah, both guys looked fucking great here, True. and uh, Punk pulled out the Pepsi Plunge for the first time in nearly twenty years. Yep, which sent a lot of uh. Idiots in Twitter making Triple H, uh, you know, uh, illusions and things like that. So I was yeah, like, oh, I, fuck. I, I just was as a guy who remember when Punk was doing that on the Indies, which is like, holy fuck. Yeah. Because I don't think yeah. he's done it since like 2003, 2004. It's been a yeah, long time. JR said 17 years. Okay. And I don't know. You know, he definitely yeah. was handed that stat by Marvez because there's no way he <laughs> fucking knows that. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That or Tony in his ear knew. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the two. Yeah. God, um, is Marvez kind of just feeding them stats the whole fucking he, day? He is apparently doing that, but I know that uh, Tony Khan's in their ear too. So yeah, I feel like I, I mean, I don't, and I don't know the best way to to do this. I don't do live TV much yeah. uh, anymore, but uh, retired. Um, but um, I feel like maybe like in a, a Google Doc that everybody can see, you know, mm-hmm. updated on the fly might be a, a good way to go for stats to, to sneak in there oh, yeah. uh, for, for a Marvez type person. Um, but that's a really weird digression, and I apologize. Go ahead, no, continue. it's okay. So uh, Punk goes for the GTS for the finish. MJF falls out of the ring. Wardlow pops up on the ramp, steps over MJF's lifeless body, uh, faces off with Punk, backs off. Punk rolls MJF into the ring while Wardlow is exchanging words with the official. I think it was Bryce for that one. Uh, yes. And uh, MJF hits Punk with the dynamite diamond ring, mm-hmm. gets the three count. MJF wins. And in an alternate angle, I loved this. In an yeah. alternate angle replay, you learned that while Wardlow was staring down Punk, he was passing the dynamite diamond ring just outside of frame yeah. to MJF. That is some fucking NWA shit, and I loved it. Yeah, I was thinking <clears throat> before they revealed that, that, like, you know, maybe he had it, like, in his pants pocket and then, like, wiggled his leg and it came down to the to the mat where MJF was laying yeah. or something like that. This this worked even good. And they did a good job of capturing that. And that was a very clever way uh, to, 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 to accomplish that. I, I did enjoy. Yeah, very, very cool. And then Friday night. We were with a taped Rampage show kicks off with Adam Cole against Evil Uno. Went all of two and a half minutes. Yeah, uh, not a Cole, lot of shine put on Evil Uno yeah, there. Cole absolutely murks him. And then Cole cuts a hell of a promo listing down everybody who he's beaten on his singles run. Name yeah. by name by name. He said no matter the promotion, no matter the company, no matter the brand, 
Adam Cole always ends up running the show, and he said he's going to be the next AEW world champion. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, no, I'm here for that match. Smart Mark Sterling and Jade Cargill were backstage cutting a promo, talking about how they want win 27. Want to see who's going to step up to the challenge. By the way, did you hear about uh, Jade's uh, um, Talk is Jericho episode? No. She talks specifically about why she chose AEW over WWE. Okay. Because both of them wanted her. And uh, one of her primary concerns with WWE was, you know, she has a husband. She has a child. She wants to be there for them. And WWE, whoever was scouting her, said, we're your family now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. That's that's some dystopian shit right there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Not cool. Wow. The hive mind. I saw – I don't remember who posted these. It was um, a, a series – I know we're not talking about WWE, uh, but you brought it up. So there was a series of posts, I guess uh, – is it – uh, something door, cellar door, back to something like that. That is a uh, uh, job reviews. Oh, glass people, door, uh, glass, glass door. door that's yeah. it. Uh, reviews of uh, people who previously worked for WWE, and yep. somebody made a uh, a thread of just. There had to be at least a dozen, probably more, of people who had worked for WWE talking about the toxic culture, the boys' club, the harassment, yep. yeah. the. Um, you know, racism. Uh... No, this is what I will say. I, I saw that also. And the one thing I know from experience is you can kind of just post on Glassdoor. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I've reviewed past employers on Glassdoor. And they, okay. didn't, they didn't ask for any proof. <laughs> okay, so, fair, fair. So I, I think assault. some of it's probably true. But yeah. I think also because motherfuckers are broke-brained. Yeah, there are probably people like taking dirt sheet info and being like, "I'm gonna write a class door review about this," you know. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, there weren't a lot of spelling errors. That's true, that and they weren't true. in all caps, so that kind of led, and it was well punctuated, so yeah. led me to believe that at least <laughs> an educated person drafted them. Well, uh, what we say it once, if we've said it a thousand times, uh, AEW or not AEW, WWE is a fucking shit show. And AEW at least seems to be less terrible. Yeah, I would say so. That that's where I'm at right now with it. They're less terrible. Not, Nobody's not everything's perfect. golden. No. Um. Anyway, Sammy Guevara defended the TNT Championship against Isaiah Cassidy. Sammy carrying both TNT titles. I noticed that everyone who, who's TNT champion has like a special thing they do with the belt. Yeah. So I guess his thing is now he's going to be wearing two belts. Well. The way I kind of saw it was he's being billed as the undisputed TNT champion mm, and being okay. in a um, you know faction with Chris Jericho, <laughs> the first Fair. undisputed champ. So that kind of that, that's kind of where my mind went with that. No, that 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 makes that that makes a lot of sense. But uh, he and Isaiah Cassidy had a banger of a match. Isaiah yeah. is definitely uh, the proven to prove he is yeah. not the uh, Genetti here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they had a really, really good match. Post-match, it looks like Andrade and Matt Hardy are going to jump Sammy Guevara. But before things get out of hand, out comes Darby Allen. Darby! And then uh, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara have a stare down as uh, Darby puts his hands on both TNT championships. Yeah. If this means we're going to get a triple threat for the TNT title between Darby, Andrade, and Sammy at Revolution, I'm fucking in. Oh, yeah, no. Even if, I mean... Any combination of those three, I'm 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 here for. To be honest with you, yeah, we haven't. When's the last Andrade match we saw? It's been a it's been a minute, right? I, I think it the last match he had was the Heck? Cody match with uh, the Fire. Oh yeah 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 okay. Yeah. So All right. it's it's definitely been a bit. Um. Anyway, uh, QT Marshall cut a promo talking shit about Hook, saying next week Hook's going to face uh, a new face from the Nightmare Factory. Okay. And then Chris Statlander. <laughs> I like the way they put this in the Observer write-up because I use those as, as notes for this. Sure, sure. Chris Statlander made the mistake of agreeing to a backstage interview with Tony Giovanni. <laughs> so Statlander yeah. is talking about what's going on with Layla Hirsch and everything is murked pretty much immediately by Layla Hirsch with a chair. Yeah, and it was to the point where uh, Stat had to, like, hold the chair up to her face for Layla to come in. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. come on, guys. You could have done this yes. a little smoother, but yeah. 
And then as soon as, you know, the beatdown ends, in comes, I guess, Red Velvet, to, yeah. you know, to, to help her out. Like, oh, Brandy I was just totally Rose. watching, yeah. standing out there watching you get your ass kicked. And then I just ran in, you know, but yeah. I get it. And, hey, I, I I think I saw somebody. It was either Ricky Starks or uh, Powerhouse Hobbs um, hinting that there may be a female member of Team Taz coming up soon. Fucking um, Layla. She's and if right it's not there. Layla Hirsch, then you're doing something fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. She's Russian female Taz. Yes, yes. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez beat the crap out of each other for six and a half minutes, and then it ended in a DQ. With a lead fucking pipe. <laughs> yes. I, I liked the match, uh, and I think this was the first real DQ, in, or sorry, second real DQ in AEW history. Yeah, and then the the last one was what, the Punk? Uh, yeah, Punk, uh, Getting Sean involved Dean, with, was it Sean Dean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally fine with it. Uh, this led to a backstage promo with Tony Schiavone and Mercedes Martinez, where Britt Baker made it clear that uh, she was the one who paid off Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa. This pissed off Jamie Hayter. Yeah. And uh, Baker says, you know, uh, I'm not happy you lost a match not to lose again, or her time in the AEW will be shorter than her time at her last job. Though yeah. that, that's a that's a bad burn. Uh, yeah. But the one thing that the one line from this that I caught was Britt said, "Do you think Jade was smart enough to hire you for something like that?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, that's an that's an interesting line because they're both champions. Yes. So it doesn't seem like there's going to be anything between them. But if they do get around to that, if one of them loses the, their titles and wants to go for the other one, yeah. then that's just kind of sitting there waiting. Indeed. Uh, and hey, I, I'm down for any of that. Um, let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, main event was Ricky Starks defending the FTW Championship against Jay Lethal. Uh, this was just a damn fine wrestling match. Jay Lethal, uh, everything else aside, uh, is a damn Good fine worker, professional wrestler. Yeah. And Ricky Starks really is the real deal. He's so yeah. fucking good. This was... 12 minutes of great pro wrestling. Wonderful yeah. time. Loved and it. And the, the finish counter from the lethal injection into the um, Rochambeau. Rochambeau was uh, a 20 out of 10. Just perfectly executed. Yes. And then right after Dynamite, uh, or sorry, after Rampage, Tony Khan decided to. That's uh, uh, it, it was time to tweet. So let, let, let's break it down. It was announced during the show that on Wednesday there would be a major announcement from Tony Khan. And uh, this decided to uh, be elaborated upon by Tony Khan. So here's what he said. Uh, As referenced on AEW Rampage, I have a surprise. On AEW Dynamite Live on TBS, a top wrestler will walk through the Forbidden Door this Wednesday and debut in AEW. The Forbidden Door can be opened for anyone from uh, any wrestling promotion in the world, whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with even if it's someone from a company that's open for business. They're also welcome to slam the door in their face of their prior company. Um, and he said that uh, uh, the the signee will be facing Isaiah Cassidy on Wednesday in the Face of the Revolution qualifying match. So new talent signing a contract Wednesday facing Isaiah Cassidy. Now, <clears throat> speculation has been rampant yes. ever yes. since. And, and Chris, you'll be happy to know I have some audio drops for some of the oh. most obvious candidates. Okay, yeah. So let's, Before I let, get to mine, you, you go ahead. Let, let's go ahead and break into it. Now, I, I think the one that first came to mind for people was... Congratulations. Mia Yim and Keith Lee yeah. uh, tying the knot. Yeah, and and I would have been really into Keith Lee, but I think him and Mia getting married means, uh, because word is that Keith Lee is all but a given for AEW, that he's uh-huh. probably not the guy this Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, eventually, but not maybe not now. Now, that being said, when there's lines about slamming the door in the face of their prior employer and the uh-huh. fact that it's Isaiah Casty and who Isaiah is connected with, I'm thinking maybe. There it is. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Uh, to add to that speculation, this morning the uh, Young Bucks updated their bio, mm-hmm. and it said, "Bring us Jeff Harvey." <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, so that there's a, there's a guess there. Okay. Now, uh, do you have any other realistic options? Because I have some troll options here. For, for uh, you go first. Show. Okay. Well, uh, if if I'm thinking about trolling, there is somebody who needs to sign a contract who hasn't signed one yet. Okay. Wrestling has more than one <laughs> royal fan. Oh man. No, I, I, I don't. I, I can't believe that Tony would do that. <laughs> I can, and people would be so pissed. Yes, myself included. Myself included. Are you going to play? Here comes the money. Oh, I mean, okay. Here comes the money. <laughs> Here we go. That's money. someone who would slam the door. Yeah. The yeah. By fucking up their third biggest event of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great way to do it. Sure. But, but Chris, you know what? I, I think I've got it. Okay. The most forbidden of uh, our doors. Slamming the door as hard as possible. And people would lose their mind. Ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. Back from the grave. Terra rising. <laughs> uh, see, I, I kind of was in the same vein when I was thinking about the, the, there's, you know, I pulled out my abacus and I, I crunched some numbers <laughs> to try and figure out, you know, who it could be. And I think I think that the um, well, the door wasn't necessarily slammed as much, uh, but this person definitely available. Mm-hmm. And I think it may delight you mm-hmm. may delight myself. Mm-hmm. It will likely also delight. Kazuchika Okada, I think it's the dancing guy from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. <laughs> it's got to be him. Let's pick it up on Dynamite this Wednesday. Let's go. He's got a, he's got a free uh, open schedule, and I feel like uh, he's going to you know, beat Isaiah Cassidy. <laughs> the and then, rascal uh, king himself is the face of the revolution. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but that's the impression that I get. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Oh, hi. Didn't notice you there. My name's Farmer Brown. These days, everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys in my new shop, From Farm to Butthole. At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI. Oh, no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours. From farm to butthole, each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice, natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. Well, have you ever tried some farm-fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're going to find that at Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Locally sourced, organic, and good for you. And your butthole. At my shop, you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms. Nope. What we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit. That's right. It's an acorn condom. Fits right on the head perfectly. Hurts like a motherfucker. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Take a handful of nature. Stuff it up your ass. 